your Van Seas Weekly, the home for info and insight on the Vancouver Canadians and all Toronto Blue Jays minor league prospects. Hosted by Greg Ballack and Charlie Kasky. It's episode 24 of the Your Van Seas podcast. Greg Ballack here, and I've got a full booth and a guest via satellite today. Uh, it's a very exuberant group today, as you probably know from the Blue Jays' big victory in the ALDS over the Texas Rangers. I have old man Charlie Kasky to my left, along with Blue Jay Gal on Twitter, who is also known as Katie Lawrence. Full disclosure, my fiance as well. And Ewan Ross at Mentalk on Twitter via satellite from... Where are you right now, Ewan? I am in Half Moon Bay, British Columbia. You're not in hospital anymore. Nope, I'm not. And I'm not on a bender either, which uh, you guys nicely uh, <laughs> slandered me last show. I feel really bad about that now. Now that I know it was actually a legitimate <laughs> appendix problem that you had, I, I apologize for that. I do not care at all. I don't think Charlie <laughs> feels bad about it, though. No, I do. I, I really do. I, just, <laughs> I haven't had much time to, to, to say, to express my feelings for you. And uh, obviously I'm working now and, and got other things on my mind like the Blue Jays. So you and I, I hope you re- I really do hope you feel better. Thanks, guys. I feel just <laughs> fine. So nothing to worry about. Well, I guess once you started to get sick, that's when the Jays were, were losing and we're down 0-2 in the series. And then as soon as you were on the on the mend, so were the Jays, and they started winning again. I guess it's how you and goes is how the Jays go. That's right. I need to be on the payroll. <laughs> for, for multiple reasons, not just that. I'm sure we all, uh, all have our own story. Oh, pretty though, much just I'm, that. I'm wearing this shirt that you guys can see right now, my Jays shirt that I've been wearing since Sunday, and there's actually quite a bit of food on it. You can see right <laughs> here and here. Well, we've been wearing lucky been shirts washed. too, man. Yeah, so... You know, he had his appendix removed. I'm wearing a lucky shirt that's really dirty. We all have our own stories, I'm sure, that were instrumental. Well, I did have a lucky shirt. I actually wore two different shirts in games one and two, which failed miserably. And then I had a third shirt that I started to wear, and the Jays started to win, and I've been wearing it ever since during the games. I've worn my blank blue jersey every day, too, so uh, we're both uh, doing the lucky shirt thing when we watch the games. You have to now. If you've worn a shirt for the game, the three wins, and you have to keep wearing it. I, I'm sorry. For... And no washing it. No, you're not allowed. Just that's how I playoffs. I did shave work. this morning though, so oh. I was thinking about going with the playoff beard, but work was not feeling that quite so well. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we do a just a recap of all the games? That's sort of what we'll do for this podcast. Just recap everything because it was a hell of a series, and I kind of want to relive it all. And then we'll sort of just look at look ahead to the Kansas City Royals in the in the ALCS because you know there isn't really a ton of stuff we can talk about yet, um, just sort of the rotation lineup and stuff. But we'll go through that and and just our predictions because apparently I'm on a roll. I predicted the Jays in five in in round one and was just 100 percent correct as usual. And so modest. <laughs> Charlie was wrong, so I just let you draw your own conclusions about that, but. Uh, I'm not even going to respond. I said four, <laughs> you said five. You know. Marginal Details matter. Really, yeah. Details are important. Um, so we'll go through game one now of uh, the Texas series. Now, I guess now that we, we all have lives and we're on the West Coast, and um, some of us may have actually missed some of these games. Um, I personally saw them all. I was glued to the television, and I'm lucky enough to have a job where we have a giant projection screen where everyone was watching it. Instead of working, 
Um, but not everyone can be that lucky. And of course, you and you are writhing in pain um, <laughs> through a, a couple of the games. Can I just can I interject very, very briefly here? You have a job where you get to do all sorts of stuff. And I, w- I won't name exactly where you're working for, <laughs> Modesty. But I can see through a window here to a, a certain radio DJ who is surfing YouTube videos of would a woman eat a placenta? <laughs> Um, so yeah, your job is open to whatever you want to do by the looks of it. Absolutely. There is very little to nothing. I mean, I'm is... literally watching this debate right now. Would you eat your own placenta? <laughs> it's very healthy, I'm sure. Oh my I've God. actually heard it's not. Like it, you don't have to. Like it's okay. Well, no, I do want to open this up as a, as a can of worms. but that, That's a debate for another day. Yeah. I would eat a can of worms over a placenta. Baseball. But anyways. <laughs> but it's your own placenta. You really want to? Let's go deeper no, no, no. into this. Greg, off. Yep, done. <laughs> Game one. Giovanni Gallardo against David Price. Um, it was the first home Jays game since Joe Carter's walk-off. The crowd was intense. Everyone was going crazy, and it was a little disappointing, to say the least. Uh, Roof was closed. The MLB mandates that every home game, apparently, from here on out in the playoffs, the roof will be closed. Um, What's the explanation on that? I don't understand it at all. I don't understand it either. Every other stadium, almost every other stadium, doesn't have a roof in the MLB. Why, just because we have a roof, why does it have to be closed? What if this was taking place in Minnesota, and it's minus one? outside exactly. and they don't have a roof what are you gonna what are you gonna make them do it was 18 degrees that day on game one don't and minnesota have a roof now nope nope no roof in minnesota so i guess because they have the ability to control the the weather they they might as well go for it is sort of the explanation um, but does but that mean the no same elements. thing with the Mariners? Because, I mean, it's been gorgeous here for, like, I don't know, ever. It's the <laughs> middle of October, and it's whatever the weather's been like. And does, would Safeco have to close their close the roof? The roof? I feel like Safeco would have a bit of an advantage, though, because they still have windows around the outside where the air could get in, whereas Rogers, it's completely shut off. But it would still ruin the ambiance of the game for the fans. I just don't. That's it's true. a really, really weird decision. It's I, didn't, I didn't get the details either, but don't they talk about it being so old that if it gets down, if it's if it's at say 15 degrees, it's 13 where they start to worry that things may not work. But it doesn't just like spontaneously snow. Like, what do they think? In <laughs> no, Canada, but if the like, temperature were to drop and it were to Canada, of course it snows. We live in igloos. <laughs> Skydome is just a big igloo with a retractable roof. Well, right. If you're John, if you're Don Cherry, he his theory was that the MLB just wants to screw Toronto because the Jays have a worse record with the dome closed. But yeah, let's not talk about Don Cherry. I'm not wearing my tinfoil hat today, so I'm not. Uh, don't know if I agree with that one. But that's like the same people that talk about their their road under 500 record and everything else. Yeah. It, everything needs to be discussed. At after Tulo, like I said last podcast, <laughs> and I'm sure the roof being closed or open is different record when after the trade deadline. So, good point. But so if we actually go to game one, um. I think the most interesting takeaway from that game is that it was the only game that the Jays played against a right-handed pitcher. And going forward, I assume, I'm not sure who's pitching game four for the Royals, but I know games one, two, and three are all righties. We're estimating Medlin, and he's a righty as well. Yeah. So is this something to be worried about? Because I know Gallardo pitched really well in that game, but... Well, he didn't really throw that. I mean, I didn't see it, but he didn't miss any bats. He struck no. out, what, one? 
So, I mean, he didn't pitch that well. Yeah, he struck out struck out one. He went five innings, four hits, two earned runs, one walk, one strikeout. So not a not a dominating yeah. performance. That is kind of that is kind of his game, though. I mean, he's I don't think he's very good, frankly. But, but if, he's a ground ball guy. Yeah. If Texas thought he was so good, why didn't he come back? Yeah, I really really confusing to me because well, I mean I wouldn't have used him in Game Five, but I would have considered mm-hmm. using him over the which we'll get to the the. The lighter fluid that was Derek Holland. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. A weird decision by Jeff Bannister. If, if you're Gallardo, are you are you kind of pissed? You didn't get a chance to start Game Five. I know you know Hamels is a much better pitcher, but again, Hamels is a lefty, and, and you're a righty. <laughs> I, I don't think Game Five is the is the decision because in Game Five they had they had Hamels, and while the Jays do light up left-handed pitchers. It's. I think a lot of that damage was done on sort of you know middle of the road lefties, and Hamels is yeah. certainly not that. He's an elite but in Game Four, they had you know it was Colby Lewis or you know Derek Holland without his mustache, <laughs> and which actually kind of yeah, looks like your mustache, you and I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're yeah. going for the Holland. No, that is an old picture. Can I take batting practice off you? <laughs> <laughs> You're a left-handed hitter. That wouldn't work so well. I need to learn to hit lefties. So that's perfect. But yep. Five to three was the final score in that game. A bit of a freaky game as well because Donaldson exits with a concussion <sighs> test. Beltre exits with his back. Batista leaves because he takes hamstring? a weird step coming off the dugout and he hurts his hamstring. So you know, seventh inning comes around. You're no no Batista, no Donaldson. What is going on? I was freaking out. <laughs> I don't no, know Beltre, you, you could make a case that the best three hitters or position players in the series were all out. Yeah. It's crazy. And it was, you know, just odd to see. Diekman came out of the pen for Texas through two innings, shut out. So, you know, there really wasn't a threat against him. Price didn't have his best game. You know, he only went seven innings, five hits, five runs, two walks, five strikeouts, gave up two home runs. So. When you say he only went yeah, seven innings, what was he meant to go? Well, should he <laughs> have gone seven third? innings was seven kind of my question. Thirds? That was well, kind yeah, of my question. I, the question with Price is, I mean, I, I don't I don't buy into this at all. You hear a lot of it with Kershaw as well, that they struggle in the playoffs. But Price does have a rather underwhelming playoff record. And you read into that, though? I don't, I, I don't, because he's still David Price. Exactly. But... I don't know. It's at least a talking point. <laughs> That's what no, Gib- it's, Gib- it's, Gibby it, said, though. You know, at, at some point, you give the ball to the guy because you know he's David Price, and he's going to figure it out. So whether he has an 0-8 record in the playoffs or an 8-0 record in the playoffs, you kind of have to look at his whole body of work when you're when you're making a decision like that. Well, of course you do, but it's definitely, like you said, it's definitely a talking point. And well, he I got think, the I, one win. <laughs> I think you can, you can take oh. a look at his body of work for the season. He's now at, what, 230-ish? innings um you know i was reading a sportsnet article and you know anonymous blue jays executive said uh, he looks gassed he definitely didn't have a sharpness i mean a lot of people he had 10 days off sorry (laughs) he had 10 days off before that game or 12 or whatever it was and i think that was too much yeah but uh, see i had i got into an argument on twitter with some friends about this and it wasn't you know they were they were bitching about gibby and i'm sure we'll get to more about gibby later it's not just Gibby's decision. I mean, Price had to have had a hand in that decision as well. 
mm-hmm. to, to skip that last start and and Anthopolis, I'd say. And oh, of course, there's a, you know, there's a three-headed monster here that are making decisions. Um, probably even more. You know, you're yeah. probably getting tennis in on it as well. So that, that could be a big blunder too, though. You see, you had a shaky price early on because he was, quote unquote, rusty or you know not hadn't pitched in 11 days or whatever it was. Also, you miss out on that home field advantage that everyone, you know, said, oh, it's not going to be a huge deal. It's just one game. But now we're in that series. Now we're playing Casey, and that seventh game will be in Kansas City if it if it happens. So, you know, you we'll could have used when Price. You, when you give us your expert's prediction, <laughs> Greg. <laughs> you could have used Price yeah. and down the stretch, and you didn't. And you didn't get home field advantage, and he looks kind of slow coming out in game one and didn't get you the win that you were expecting. So. He didn't look particularly good in, in game four. Either, no, he so didn't. You can't really say that's down to rust. You know, maybe he's just not throwing the ball all that well right now. I don't know. Texas, uh, notably, they've hit him pretty well. Yeah, it, that's well. A, yeah. he's never had good good stats or whatever you want yeah. to say against Texas either. So so game one is a bit the of a last thing on Last thing on game one yep. is uh, Pete Rose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to talk uh, about that? Concussions are for pussies. And uh, if you leave the game to go get your head checked, you're a pussy. So I'm glad. I'm certainly glad that Pete Rose is being paid by Fox to talk about baseball. Ugh. I mean, it, it's, it, it I think like a bitter old potentially, potentially they only hired him so that Harold Reynolds would look smarter. Well, it's the <laughs> thing that's is, not hard. It's, it's, no, it's I not. Mean, how, do, how do they make these decisions? You got... You know, Cal Ripken's sitting there in the booth saying, "Yeah, that's a that's a good slide. That's a good baseball player." When he's talking about that, like breaking oh, someone's leg. That I mean, was, so, that was brutal. I mean, wh- where where do you get these guys? It's it's it boggles the mind that they're getting paid money, big money to do this, and the four of us are sitting here for free. Well, I, <laughs> I got free beer out of it. Sorry, you and um, damn. But well. You know, it's I just... understand Pete Rose and Cal Ripken. It's a it's a, it's a bad explanation, but they're really famous. Uh, that's not how people should be hired. The Harold Reynolds part. Uh... <laughs> you know what? I I, I say Harold Reynolds is a. He, I don't know. He, he but he was the first person as soon as that play happened, and we'll talk about it later, I'm sure. But as soon as that play happened uh, in the seventh, he immediately said, "That's a live ball." So he does know he was, the game. He was shockingly decent yesterday. He was which... very decent yesterday. <laughs> if he stopped whistling on the broadcast, I think I'd be better. I'd be okay about that. He just sometimes <laughs> says things because he wants to hear his own voice. It's like, no, <laughs> he's not taking a bigger lead. He's not doing this. He or when he was talking about Colabello oh. making an adjustment, closing off a stance. Nah, Harold, that's his stance. That's his stance. Yeah. You're Every not... single talking point that he has, or most of them, are about the running game or about small ball tactics, or yeah. about how Canadians can't catch. Oh, <laughs> do we even want to get into that? That's a whole. That's a no. podcast. It'll take in up itself. the whole hour. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, the, the two goalies on the show. You guys can't catch, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, uh, well, that was my first thought. I was like, mm, don't we all catch hockey pucks? Corey Hirsch. <laughs> Corey Hirsch actually tweeted. He's like, oh, according according to Harold Reynolds, uh, a hundred mile an hour slap shot, I can stop. But if a if a ball mm-hmm. comes my way, I just got to shrug and go, meh. Guess I can't catch that. Yeah. <laughs> wear, um, wear it. Do we yeah. do we know who is doing the next series? Do I need to hear? Uh, we've Carol got Reynolds, Reynolds Buck is on. but it's Buck Reynolds and yeah. and Good uh, God, who's the third? <laughs> It'll be Verducci and the again. same third. Yeah, sorry, Verducci. Who? You know, I he's used, fine. He's fine. I used to like to read him on Sports Illustrated yeah. a lot. He, I think he's gone a bit kind of 
Yeah. Every Hokey, once in a while, he went bad. Like he but, went Harold Reynolds. Sometimes. Well, he's called he the numbers good. guy, and, and then, he's good. I think he's good on the broadcast. I I don't mind him at all. No. Um, he's he also like an has old really nice hair. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, he said something. I'm like, was that Harold Reynolds? Like, <laughs> why? <did he> say <laughs> that? Yeah. One one last point about Cal Ripken though. Today on the Mets uh, Dodgers broadcast, he actually threw a little shot at sabermetrics because of the shift oh. on a play when Daniel Murphy took third on a on a walk. Ball four, he was at first, and the batter, next batter got walked, and nobody covered third because they were shifting, and he touched second and immediately took off for third. Cal Ripken immediately blames Sabermetrics for liking the shift of the reason why the Dodgers were idiots and no one covered third when they should have. Or they so could just yeah, so I, I listened to <laughs> Hang Up and Listen, which is Slate's sport po- sports podcast, and one of their hosts, Mike Pesca, said that pretty much... Any, the only way that you can explain Cal Ripken is if you precede most of the things he says with, for all you kids out there watching, <laughs> because it is basic baseball instruction. And yeah, yeah. he's not good. And so not only are we getting Harold Reynolds, we get a downgrade in the play-by-play man because Kenny Albert is is fine. I wish his dad was doing the game instead. But <laughs> Joe Buck is just... Ugh. It was Joe Buck's, Joe Buck's dad was doing the game. Oh, oh definitely. Well, I mean, going back, last point on Cal Ripken, um, uh, Stoughton uh, did a really nice piece, I think it was a couple of months ago, when Zahn went off and then said that whole story about how Cal Ripken and the boys hazed him, basically, yeah. when he joined the Baltimore Orioles. And, and Stoughton was obviously, you know, very negative on the whole subject, saying, you know, this is your, your, your legend, you're this, you're that a guy that for 15 straight years lost but would rip suits off guys and and basically embarrass them in front of uh, a whole plane load so that's Cal Ripken for me now mm-hmm. not the guy that that played however many games in a row yeah. and how better mm-hmm. I saw a thing how better could have Ripken been if he took a few days off here and there and how longer could he have played effectively if he took a few days off here and there but no he had to play every single day just to get there whatever Whatever. Game two. <laughs> Game two. I'm going to grab another beer. <laughs> See you, Charlie. Bye. Uh, Strowman versus Hamels, round one, we'll call it. Uh, second game in Toronto. It was the, I'm, I'm calling it the 14-inning nightmare. Um, you know, the Jays, they used, what, eight pitchers, I think, total in that game. And it was, uh, it was a bit of a tough one to watch just because it was so long the Jays had so many chances to end it. Um, Donaldson hits a foul ball in extras that just misses by about eight feet. And then for some reason, Kella, the pitcher, decides to start chirping Donaldson, even though he should be thanking the heavens that the ball went foul. And then Encarnacion hits one to straightaway center that any, yeah, anywhere else in the park, and it's gone. Or the roof's open. Or if the roof is open... It's gone, and it doesn't. It gets caught at the wall by the shields, uh, and then Cecil leaves the game with an injury. And Ugh. there's the whole, there's the whole old Dewar situation at second base where he was a hundred percent out. He was totally caught with his foot off the bag, and they went to review, and of course couldn't overturn it because whatever reason. I'm, I'm that not needs convinced to be on fixed. the Odor thing. I don't know the the angle that they say is so definitive. It's off to the side. His heel could be on the bag. Like, there's no 100% definite evidence. Like, I'm not, I'm not mad about that call. I, 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 I kind of agree. 
I'm okay with it. I wasn't freaking out like everyone else was. <laughs> well, I think you're in the minority there. I know. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I, I, I have to say that the most frustrating part of this game is when you get out of surgery to have your appendix removed and you're told that it was a 14 inning game. So you missed the last five innings because your PVR didn't record the rest of the game. <laughs> That's the worst part of that game for me. Just have MLB TV. You can go back and watch it whenever you I want. I did, but you know, then I got to watch it on my computer. And... Well, my experience was I was, I was same thing. I was PVRing it and I, I'd stayed away from the game, shut off all media. Uh, we've got a gym at work, so I went down at 2, I think, because it was a 9.30 start, thinking, no problem. Game will be long <laughs> since over. Walked in, 12th inning. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> so I got to watch. I saw Encarnacion's deep fly ball, and then, of course, I got to watch the uh, the pain. Yeah, it was not a, you know, a great feeling after the end of that one because it was such a long game. You had the feeling you got screwed you lost your best lefty, and you really your best you know, reliever, best yeah, reliever, best period, reliever, easily. Yeah, and you know you have Loop left. That's the only guy, and now you're O two heading back to Texas. So it was it was not a good situation to be in. Uh, did you guys think the Jays had a chance to come back at that point? Be honest, if you, you yes. Know, yes, yes, totally. All of you thought the Jays had 100%. a chance to come back. Well, uh, did you not just, watch this team all season? <laughs> Two 11-game win streaks. Just rattled it off no problem. Like, yeah, I had were, utter confidence. They were throwing a rookie lefty in game three, and then they'd already, at that point, announced that Derek Holland was throwing game four, yeah. and, the, and the Jays had crushed him. Yeah. What, six, what, no, it wasn't six weeks. It was more like three or four weeks when they when they went to Texas yeah. uh, before. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely had to think that they had a chance. For sure. And yeah. even... I mean, Buck Martinez kept saying it over and over again. Not obviously, he's not doing the broadcast, but when they do the little in-game spots, that you know, everyone's waiting for Estrada's bubble to burst. And I, I got to be honest, I'm sort of on, in that camp as well. But it ain't Both bursting. High fastballs scare me. You know, it's it's <laughs> unreal how he gets away with that 90 mile an hour fastball up in the zone. But his changeup is just so good. And then he yeah. was mixing in that that curveball that. You know, that's that's what Sanchez needs to do is to be able to throw a curveball for a strike rather than continually bury it, um, mm. and then he'll be that much more successful. Obviously, we could talk about his cutter as well, but it, it of course, it, I absolutely thought they had a chance. There was well, no doubt in my mind. Well, that changeup for Estrada is is everything. And, you know, you say that about any pitcher. You take away their best pitch and they're, they're nothing, but really, with Estrada, that changeup, if you took it out, then he's not the pitcher that he, he is right now. It, it, it's what keeps the batters off balance because he can't throw... 97 98 like david price he can only what's his what's he top out at 91 92 yep. but neither can barely and look where he does he exactly. hits his spots and he's solid with his pitches like that's yep. all you can ask yeah we had a really good article on bluejaysplus.com plug 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 yeah. uh, <laughs> about his change of approach and i mean the changeup's always been there but it's these fastballs that he's just getting over at the top of the zone usually high and away, and I, I don't know. It's been working for him, and the article kind of convinced me that maybe it's sustainable, but I still think you're playing with fire. But I don't necessarily think the Royals are the team to punish him, but... Well, let's, let's put you on the spot right now, then, you, and do you qualify him? That'll answer how <laughs> sustainable you think it is. <sighs> Yes. 
I'd say yes, because yeah, if no, you don't... You absolutely have to qualify. Yeah. Well, here's the... It's been in the I'm, background I've for, been, for uh, Cy Young talks. But if, even if you don't want to... If he doesn't want to return to Toronto, somebody's going to pick him up, you know? So you got to qualify him and get that draft Well, pick. no, the, the question the, the question is not whether he's worth $14 million. The question is, will he accept? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the guy who wanted to qualify Colby Rasmus last year... Not because I thought he was worth the money, but because I thought there was no way in hell he would ever return, uh, and he would have got a draft pick out of it. So well, what, what did he end up signing? No with one's ever turned it down. How much? So people Pete, aren't being aggressive enough about it. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if if he if he accepts it, I think it's more going to be more like sixteen. You've got one year yeah. at sixteen. Um, he's either going to go somewhere else, probably for multi, probably for less money per annum, but you know, bigger overall deal. Or the Blue Jays get him for four years at however much. Well, he already said in the, the post-game or post-series interviews that he wants to come back. He likes working with Navarro, and he, he, he flat out said, I'd love to come back to Toronto. So you know it's the, the door is open for that to happen if the Jays want it to happen. They're but not gonna... then, then there's the concern that if you qualify him, that's $16 million. And I don't know. I would still do it because I think a one-year deal on a pitcher, I would almost always do. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you take that. I would. You know, what? I I would take that over giving Price seven at whatever he's going to command twenty-five. Oh no, 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 this is both. And Estrada's both. thirty-two. He's thirty-two yeah. years old. So what do you? What else do you, more do you want to get out of him in his career? Really. And with yeah. the way these guys are playing and like acting with each other, celebrating and things like they've got a good camaraderie going. Like I can't see a ton of them like leaving because. They're not like in the team or the atmosphere or anything. Like hey, if anything, they're going to be greedy no. and go for no, more money. Ninety-two Jays had a camaraderie going too, and yeah. they did quite well. And they still ended up splitting up half yeah. the team. Fair so. You can't say you can't say they're going to hang around for camaraderie or because they like corn dogs or chicken dogs or whatever. <laughs> they're going to hey, go. David who, got a lot of popcorn out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but the the other the other thing that you need to think. Well, let's talk about Cecil for a second because <sighs> this is a big, big, big loss. Even though it's now looking like he's saying he's going to be back for the World Series when we get there. <laughs> I love that. Um, love the confidence. And not only did, not only is, is Cecil out, but Loop was uh, away for personal concerns the last two games. And Price was unavailable in game five and will presumably be unavailable for most of the next series out of the bullpen. So the Jays don't have... And, you know, are you, is anybody really excited to see Loop come in to no. face Eric Hosmer in whatever scenario? He's the best is, we got, though. Does this concern anybody? Yep. As my well, mom think, says, the Jays get looped every time. <laughs> his, his numbers against left handed hitters are, are very reasonable. I mean, he, he's hit a lot more than he should have, but his strikeout to walk ratio, you know, obviously you're throwing out that the HPPs there is, is excellent. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, the eye test says he got babbipped a lot this season, um, and you know they they overused him, especially during the season and against too many right-handed hitters. I I'm happy with him coming against left-handed hitters, strictly. Yeah, left-handed hitters. Obviously, you know with Cecil out, that might. I, I don't even think they'll extend it. That you know he'll just be a loogie. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that that's it. That your bullet shot. It just comes down to bullpen management, though, really. like, Which is what Gibby's great at. During yeah. the year, though, that's that was sort of the role anyway, was Loop was the lefty guy, and Cecil, you wanted him to go a full inning or more if he could as well. 
So I, I don't think anything really changes other the fact other than the fact that you don't have Cecil to go that extra inning or two that you want. You have to use a guy like Hawkins, unfortunately, or you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No there. bagging on Latroy Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Hawkins is my boy. He did not look great in his one appearance. I don't care, man. Forty-five-year-olds can play any day. <laughs> I believe he's forty-two. <laughs> Didn't he start uh, his career the year uh, Asuna was born or something? Something it's ridiculous. Like that, yeah. It was a year before David Ortiz was a rookie. I know that it was his second year. He got to haze David Ortiz. <laughs> tore his suit off and yeah. Um, w- w- as we were discussing Estrada, the the other thing that needs to be considered is that this team's payroll needs to go up significantly next year because. I don't know if you guys have seen what the ratings have been for this for this run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know about yesterday's game, but the Jamie two games Campbell before that 4. were the 9, second, or third less. most watched games or TV shows of any kind in this country wow. behind the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, I mean, if Sportsnet and Rogers doesn't look at that and go, hmm, maybe we should spend some money. <laughs> I don't know what's what. What else is going to convince them, right? Apparently, on Twitter, the hashtag Blue Jays was the the number one trend in the world during the game yesterday. Wow, in um, the world. Yeah, I'm calling. I'm saying world. <laughs> Just like they're Just apparently like world the world series. champions yeah. when they win this, when they'll end up winning it. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to quantify that. I think Anthopolis has has got a plan. I don't think it necessarily means payroll has to go up hugely. They've got a lot of money coming off the books. Next year, speaking of another loogie, Ricky Romero will no longer be getting paid by the wow. Toronto Blue Jays. So uh, he, we still owe him six hundred grand. He needs a buyout. Oh, his buyout, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so I, I don't necessarily think it's it's going to have to go up massively. I mean, obviously, you know, David Price, Price yeah. possibly, or, or possibly. I mean, there are other sign uh, everyone, pull a Yankees, just uh, sign <laughs> everyone. I've heard, I've I'm heard cool talks with that of them <laughs> yeah, going after. Fister as well. So, I mean, there's there's pitchers out there that they can sign, um, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to. You know, you can't rely on a rotation of Hutchinson, Stroman, no. Asuna, Sanchez, okay. plus one. We're getting off topic here. Yeah. We're going way in the future when we're starting. you got to go game three here. Game three, so they Texas. Go to, they go to Texas after losing the first two, and they finally get a win. So the Blue Jays finally break through against Martin Perez, who for some God forsaken like reason they decided to throw up against the Jays. Another lefty. Another oh, lefty. Oh, Martin Perez is a really good pitcher. He was awesome before his Tommy John. Now he's Yeah, not but this is post Tommy John Perez, not pre And this Tommy is John. the Blue Jays who crush lefties. No, but what he, are you thinking? He he'd had I mean, what he, and you and will know the exact stat, but he, his ground <laughs> ball rate had gone up to like sixty odd percent, had it? Yeah. When he, he came back. He, I I don't have that number off the top of my head, no. But um He's a totally different pitcher than he used to be because he used to have crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, who else were they going to use? Were they going to use Derek Holland in game three potentially? You Darvish. (laughs) Darvish. (laughs) Yes. He can throw with a half healed Tommy John elbow. Underhanded? Um, This game for me, I kind of tweeted it the other day too. I, I said, you know, I see a lot of credit being thrown around for this comeback, but for me, it's really Marco Estrada that deserves a lot of it. And, you know, we just had a long conversation about Estrada, but without this start, you know, this game could easily have just been the end of it. The, they could have gone out with a whimper. That would have been it. And no, but Estrada came in through six and a third, five hits, one run. 
no walks, four strikeouts. That's your typical Estrada start that we saw all year long. And without that, this comeback does not exist. And I think he, you know, even though he only started one of the five games, game three was the biggest for me because it was pivotal. It, it was huge because the Jays finally got on the board and it kind of proved to these guys that a comeback was possible. And I think he deserves a lot more credit than I've seen him get. TSN turning point. <laughs> Uh, that is that is very much against Rogers. Rogers does not want you calling it that. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Um, that, it's the that tabby turning point. Home run seemed like a really really big home run at the time. It it does not seem quite so impactful <laughs> after what we saw yesterday. But, but at the time, at the time I was jumping out. around and you know is going that, crazy. Is that still Tulo's only hit though? The series. Mm, good question. No, he had a he had a double to the corner after that. It was up around his eyes. He swung. Yeah, in. yeah, oh, yeah, he did. Um, Still, wouldn't it be nice if, if he started hitting? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we haven't seen his full potential yet. For, for sure. For me, the guy that would be nice to start hitting is Ryan Goins, or not even hitting. Just get on base. The guy, you know, I believe he had a walk. Amazing with the glove all series, but seriously, if if we had just one guy at the bottom of the order that could possibly. Just get on base, you know. Pilar, Pilar did well, and everything. You're number nine hitter, Greg. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's, I know it's inconsequential. A bit of a hole here. I know it's inconsequential, but I just it would be so nice if he would just like. How much would that make it such a tougher offense to beat if a guy like Goins, like just one or two hits every once in a while, not over thirteen or fourteen or whatever, fifteen. Like that just that just killed me when I. Just watching him up to the plate. But. You're you're talking like he's a, a good hitter, Greg. And, uh, <laughs> he was for a couple of weeks. That's what got me excited. And then and that's what people that love small sample sizes <laughs> tend to say. I know he's not a great hitter, but an 0 for 15. I, I you can hope for more than no. 0 for 15 from a guy like that. No, he's pretty shitty. No, he's <laughs> pretty bad. And the Jays lineup buries him or picks him up, whatever you however you want to. It's like having a pitcher. It. It's like having a pitcher in your nine spot. Like it's so frustrating. I understand it's just the ninth okay. hitter, and it's not so, in the end. At the end of the day, it's not the biggest thing, but it just bugs. And me. Texas at this point was playing somebody, Alberto Hansel Alberto. Yeah. Who actually was playing all right. Yeah, he didn't do that bad. Yeah. No, he kind of looks like Beltre too. So it was. He didn't. made a couple errors, but that was like overall. I think he did fairly well for being thrown in. God, I love Beltre too. Oh my God! How, I mean, the guy can't even bend over. Kind of like me right now. I like how he can't even bend over, but he makes that play on the bunt in Game Five. Just makes it look so <laughs> fluid. Like yeah. how? How? He is one of the best, other than Scott Rowland, maybe. Mm-hmm. He's the best defensive third baseman I've ever seen, and I don't think he's going to make the Hall of Fame, but he really should. Better than Scott Rowland. Hmm. Rangers maybe should have traded him for Encarnacion. That would have been a smart move. <laughs> Greg, I, I, I get the feeling him. that you're being a troll. <laughs> Beltre is a better player than Edwin Encarnacion. I know that's probably an unpopular opinion. Wow. But his career, Adrian Beltre sure. is a Hall of Famer. This, Overall, is, is this year maybe. right now? No. He's definitely no. a better third baseman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's oh, definitely God. a better third baseman. Um, this game, game three, by the way, was the game where the Jays hit into four straight double plays in four conse- consecutive innings, which frustrated the hell out of me as well. Right. That was... Extremely frustrated. Yeah. I'm sure it frustrated everybody. And then, Especially the, the home first double play that preceded oh the, the Tulowitzki home run. Yeah, and that that was kind of a... You get the feeling that that was going to be the end of the Jays as well because they, you know, all year they were so patient and they get on base and they were doing that and then immediately hitting into double plays. 
and it was so frustrating to watch. And then that it was like a it was like a such a relief when Tulo hit that home run. Cause, well, well, it's because two. I mean, two of the double plays. Colabello absolutely smoked that ball. Yeah. Um, and then the one of the ones before that, same thing. Like, yeah. You know, they were they were they were doing what Jays do. They were crushing balls. Well, that was the game where uh, Donaldson actually lead his first at bat in the game. Hit one. I think it was 118 miles per hour off the bat. And it was caught for an out at third. And Beltre caught it. it. Like or Alberto caught it. Yeah. And it was the hardest hit all year. Like most, you know, quickest miles per hour off the bat that he had all year that made an out. What and would we do without StatsCast? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, like, I really don't like StatCast at this point. Like, it, there's lots of good information there. But MLB is not doing enough with it. All no. they, like, they give you the number. And they don't tell you any context for the number. You're like, Zero ooh, he ran, you know, however fast he ran, like 20 miles an hour. It's like, is that good? Root is efficiency that bad? is cool. Is, I like the root efficiency. Root efficiency is very cool. I, I agree. But when you see a 92% root efficiency, it, what is the average root efficiency? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, obviously you want 100, but that's the goal, right? <laughs> sure, but... You'd want a hundred percent shooting percentage in hockey. <laughs> don't get that. Like, you need some sort of context. It would be really easy to do, mm-hmm. and they don't do it. Well, this was a, a big game because it got the Jays on the board two to one in the series. Tulo finally looks healthy. I guess swinging the bat. You know, like, like we mentioned, he had that other double that he hit down the line. He's looked good in the field, but at the plate, he really hadn't done anything since coming back from injury. So the guy goes two for 21, and you're saying he finally looks healthy while you're giving Ryan Gones shit? (laughs) Did Ryan Gones? I'm looking at the stats right now. There's a lot of guys that were were terrible. That won the game? Justin Smoke went 0 for 6. Are you giving him hell? (laughs) Ezekiel Carrera went 0 for 1. Oh, I hate that guy. 0 for 1. Yeah, screw Carrera. Carrera. Screw screw (laughs) Carrera. Can Cliff, you be the official goat of Cliff the Orvan podcast? You loser, you went over one as oh, that's well. That's Kevin Pillar. <laughs> also, by the way, this is the Orvan podcast, but it's 100 percent Blue Jays right now. And Not necessarily. I've got the uh, Vancouver Canadiens Marcus Stroman bobblehead right in front of me here. In that studio. is true. In, in, in studio, studio, we have Marcus Stroman. I think he's throwing a cutter. By the looks of it. <laughs> <laughs> Curve. Circle change. Curve ball. No, not a circle change. No. Is there a, is there bubble gum on the seas? No, no, he's no. he's got a huge set of white teeth. <laughs> it actually kind of looks like him though. It's smiling. one of the better bobbleheads. Yeah. You uh, missed out. You like should have come to Vancouver. Sanchez doesn't look look like him at all. We'll we'll talk about the uh, the bobblehead choices for next year and a couple of other season notes uh, near the end of the podcast because there there's go. some yeah. interesting ones. Game four, we were all glued to the TV because R. A. Dickey got the start. Oh against, my god! Against Holland, which <laughs> this was, game was great. It was such <laughs> a weird matchup. You know, I, so many people were were positive about Dickey going into the game. I was scared out of my mind that oh, Dickey was starting that game. You gotta believe, Greg. Come on, <laughs> no faith. I like the knuckleball. It's a great story. I've read his book. I watched the movie. I uh, still movie. was scared out of my mind that he was starting Game Four, um, but he did well. He did quite well. He f- four four and two thirds, five hits, one run, and no walks and three strikeouts and. You know, need to, I mean, but four and two thirds, what the hell? Yeah, that's the talking point, really. <laughs> they don't let him get that last out to qualify for the win. That's not what I care about. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, bother no, me. I don't give a shit about but that. But he was rolling up to that point, 
and they took him out for price. You know, I they're up seven one. Yeah. But I just that that was the day that Houston had that major collapse against Kansas City, mm-hmm. and we watched that, and it was I almost sort of agreed with Gibby at that point because it was like okay, one batter turns into a walk, and then a three run homer, and then all of a sudden it's a completely different game. Well, and he he'd given up four hits at the time, two to Chu, two to Beltran, and Chu was guys, coming back, and up. they were coming back up. Yeah. So I and she was Chu's hit him for years. Yeah, and and so I totally see the logic in taking him out, and I think. Once Price got up, they had said to him, if you get up, we're not going to jerk you around again. Yeah. You're coming in. So I, t- I totally understood the move. You know, there were some tough left-handers coming up. I suppose I, I could question leaving him in for 50 pitches, but yeah. I think once they got him in there, you know what? Let's ride him. Let's let's get this game finished. Again, he didn't yeah. look sharp, though. But he didn't look sharp. I was I was really okay with the move, though. Just like, he's Dave, like we've been saying, he's David Price. It's game four. You have to win this game. Just, like, balls to the wall. Just, like, <laughs> slam the door. Do what you got to do. But I do agree. I think he was left in too long. After the, like, chew in that last inning, I think he should have been pulled. I understand keeping him in for the but lefty. lefty on lefty. Exactly. No, keep him in for chew. That's what I'm saying. And then take him out after that. Because you potentially wanted him for game five because we didn't have that option of another lefty, right? Mm-hmm. I'm Honestly, I would have taken him out. I would have let him go, you know, finish the fifth. Maybe the sixth and the seventh, but after that, you're up. You're up by six runs at that point. I'm going off memory here. Maybe it was more. Maybe it was less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was seven one. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, your win expectancy there is ninety five percent. You can go to you know Sanchez, Osuna, Mark Lowe is fine against lefties. You needed to have David Price available to be even just a loogie in Game Five, in my opinion. Because there was, uh, as we'll get to later, we probably won't because that game was so insane. We have so much to talk about. Um, But there was a moment where Josh Hamilton was coming to the plate and they went to Osuna at that point to get Josh Hamilton. And Josh Hamilton is pretty terrible at this point. So I don't know if you really have to worry about him. But he's even more terrible against lefties. He can't hit lefties at all anymore. And... Price probably wouldn't have even had to pitch because they would have just brought Price in. They would have pinch hit for Hamilton. And then you take Price out at that point. But, oh no, he would have had to pitch. Well, whatever. <laughs> no, no, no loop available because of personal concerns. No Cecil because his calf muscle exploded into a million pieces. <laughs> you need to have the contingency available. I understand the, the the personal thing for Luke, but God, what a time to have a personal family issue. Like, seriously, no what a time. I, I, I don't want to say anything bad because it could be something serious, and it probably is I know a little bit serious. more that I can't talk about, and it's it's it, it was pretty serious. Yeah, it, it had to have been for him to miss games like this. But the thing for me is that, you know, Gibby just copped so much flack. I'm surprised people didn't get mad at him for that. Like, oh, how did he not know Luke was going to have a family issue? Yeah, it's like he's you know, psychic. Like, oh, yeah, this well, is Gibby's did, fault. I mean, it has to be Gibby's fault. Like Jesus Christ, you know. <laughs> in Game Four, I think he really should have known that he probably wouldn't be back for Game Five. I think he needed to plan. Well, no, but I think that he did plan. But there you is know, he, no Game Five unless you win that game. They're up seven to one. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I, it I, doesn't matter. A ninety-five percent win expectancy in the playoffs. I treat it like fifty-five. Yeah. Because there is Aaron no Sanchez way in hell I'm getting would be caught. Better for you one inning. You saw what happened to Houston David- against Kansas City. They came right back, stormed back, took the game. Yeah. 
Went to game five. Four runs in one inning like it was nothing. Like it was nothing More at all. More than four. It was like six. They scored six in yeah. the inning, but they were down by four. And, yeah, I do not want to get caught. It, like It's do or die. You, you lose and you're out. So I I hundred percent support Gibbons with the decisions that he made in that game. So he, here's the here's the reason why I think I support it, because if if in game five you needed to use both Price and Stroman, I don't think either of them would have been available to pitch game two. So you would have had to go Estrada, Dickey, and then one of those two for for the next round. For the next round, yeah. You You're not setting yourself up for the next round. Absolutely, early. you have to be. How, why, though? You, your back's because against you the wall. you need to maximize your chances of winning the title. Wow. Like, getting to the next round is fine, but you want to set yourself up to be in the best shape possible in that next round. I don't think you can do that, though, if, you, if you're down 2-1 in a five-game series. that's that's You can't look ahead like that, in my opinion. I think, it, you know... No, I don't think you so You use all the weapons you have in that game to win that game because you have to. You don't have a choice. Without that, you don't have another game to go on to. Like, you have to use you're look, everything. You're looking at the next series already. No. Like, <laughs> no. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But I, I just, I'm on an island. <laughs> he, they, I think he used Price a little bit too long because I, I would have liked to have him as a lefty available in game five, but the 50 pitches, that, that took him right out of game five. He also wasn't very good. No, he yeah. wasn't. He he didn't look sharp. Sanchez came in for one batter. He could have used him a little bit longer than that. I don't know. Well, like I, I said, take him out I'm, after Chu in that last inning, and you're good. But I think, to Ewan's point, I, I, I think you know they did manage the next series a bit yesterday when he basically said, no, Price, you're sitting in the dugout. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Price would have easily gone out to the bullpen and thrown another. He said he would. <laughs> you know, as a loogie, come in and gotten someone 10, 12 pitches, whatever, which would have blown him for game two. So, you know, <laughs> they, they were looking ahead somewhat. It's so easy to second-guess second mm-hmm. a manager in, in a playoff series when, you know, everything's on the line. I, I think he it's was... Tough to under, it's, it's tough to find an explanation as to why you would use Price there. Like, yeah, he, you're right. He, went, he got him up. He, he brought him in. Easy. Fine, done. You said he I would. Can, I can live with that. If you're getting up, okay. you're coming in. And with Dickey having struggled against Chu all season, as you said, and throughout that game, you know, a couple but, guys get on in front of him and Chu comes up, all of a sudden it's not 7-1, it's 7-4, yeah. say, with with plenty of baseball yet to go. When it got to be the seventh inning, yes, that's when I was sort of thinking to myself, actually, there's plenty of other good relievers down the bullpen. Let's throw them. What do you guys think about the decision to use Stroman in game? Because they were clearly planning at that point that Price was going to relieve and Stroman was going to be the game five starter. Yeah, I think they they thought at the time, and this is again not just Gibby; it's it's anybody else who are in on the decision that Stroman is a better option in game five than Price. Which do we do with that? I was totally on board. I, with that. I was fine with that as well. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I mean, David Price is probably if he's not going to win the Cy Young, he's going to be the runner up. Yeah, you traded three <laughs> or at least one really good prospect, and then two other guys to get him. I was surprised that they were going with Strowman, and I'm as big a Strowman fan out there. But but then, like, not that records you are... and not the biggest Strowman fan out there. Otherwise, you wouldn't say that. I'm the biggest Strowman fan out there, <laughs> and I, from day one, said he will pitch. And as we talked about in the last podcast, I actually got into an argument with six foot five. 
I'm, I'm going to make it into a monster now. 375 pounds, Jim Sykowski. When he was wearing wrestling trunks about how good Strowman was, was going to be when he came back. So, I, you got to remember, Strowman's coming back from a torn ACL. That's something that people tend to forget, I think, when they just, oh, we'll throw him out for that game. Like, I. That but still bugs me. How great was it yesterday when he feel that bun spun and fired the first? So yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> the good. ACL is a very serious injury in most sports. It's probably the least serious injury for a pitcher. On his plant leg? I mean, it's important, but it's not an arm. It's not an arm. You're right. Speaking of which, which calf did Cecil blow up? Left. His left leg. So is that his plant or? I'm trying to think, but I've had a couple of beers. That's the one that is not on the no. rubber. Yeah. So, I mean, he, 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 I reckon he'll be able to pitch. No. He yeah. won't he's be saying, able to. He's going to. He faces first base. His left leg would be on the rubber. Look at these two now trying to figure out by standing oh, on a rubber. Yes, you're, you're correct. Sorry. He'll be able to pitch. Can we he, record that one more time? He just won't be able to. Um, <laughs> he won't be able to run. So if there's a play where he has to cover first, they're going to have to come up with something else. Well, he apparently was throwing already today. Yeah. like when I, I ground. I tore my calf a couple of years ago badly, and I could still skate. God, what isn't hurt, Charlie? Come on. I, c- I couldn't walk. Well, you're, you're just a manlier man than Cecil is, obviously. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and he's getting the best medical attention there is. He's getting massages daily, daily. on that calf. Anyways, okay, okay. We're, we, who, we, who, cares, who cares about this can game? Can we go back yeah. to the Price versus Stroman thing, though, for a second? Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. look at Price's playoff record. Like, I know record isn't a good stat, though, but, like, Look at like look at how he was hit in game one. I was yeah. so confident in Stroman. He pitched so well. I honestly like I, you can ask Greg. I think I even said before game four. I think Stroman's going game five, and I'm okay with that. I think not his record. You look at because I don't care if he was zero and eight or eight and zero. But <clears throat> I think you're right. The way he was he pitched in game one would cause me more concern than his overall record in the playoffs. That he did not look sharp. You're right. So Stroman, based off that, based off the one games one and two performances. I think Strowman was the guy you wanted to go with in five. Okay, okay. Main event time. <laughs> <laughs> game five? No, no, no. Are we, are we talking about the whole game, or are we just talking about, like, maybe the greatest inning in... <laughs> well, it took a whole game. hour yeah, on its own. Let's watch about... Yeah, let's talk about Strowman's cutter that didn't cut against Chu. We might have to, to just have two different segments, one about the game and one about this is the seventh inning, but... Uh, you know. Can we just like skip to the six where Encarnacion <laughs> ties it with like the biggest freaking? Oh my homer? god, that was a bomb! Was as soon huge. as he, until the next inning, <laughs> yeah. As soon as he swung, you knew like it's, it, you gotta love Encarnacion for that. Like as soon as he swung the bat, everyone in the building knew it was. But uh, I mean, obviously, everyone's gonna talk about the the flip, and we'll get to that. But I mean, nobody's mentioned the fact that Encarnacion basically did the crotch grab and then turned <laughs> and looked into the Rangers dugout for three seconds as he's going up first base. You know, like yeah. nobody's mentioned that. But obviously, it was superseded by some other activities. Well, well, have you ever seen a play like the one where Martin threw and hit Chu's hand? Have you ever never. personally seen that in baseball? Nope, never. I've, I've seen it maybe once or twice just like where a catcher throws it back off a player's like head or arm and I've, I've actually seen that but usually it's I guess with somebody, nobody on base because it's, so, it's nothing happens from it. But I did some back of the envelope math and I figured that there are about 750,000 pitches every year. <laughs> okay. Well, done. and baseball has been going for, I don't know, at least let's go with my lifetime for, you know, 30 plus years. 
Oh, you're old. Well, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, how has how does this happen? And that's the go ahead run in. I was getting serious Canucks flashbacks <laughs> to whatever will go wrong. Just Murphy's Law stuff because you know I was thinking we were cursed and the game was over at that point. <laughs> yeah, I was I was losing my mind just a little bit. I think I, you know, I I didn't understand how he could call Dale Scott the umpire could call the play dead, have all the players on the play give up, making any sort of play, and still reverse the call. That's there was no, there was no play to be made though. It's true. It didn't ma- it didn't matter whether they stopped playing. He made the right call. It was. In the long run, it was the correct rule book call. But the rule book is not what we're arguing here. It's the fact that he stopped play. When you see the ump come out from behind the plate, you stop. It means but Odor was already 40 feet no, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. care. It's a dead ball when he calls it dead ball. So on a dead ball, you go back. Like, that's, that's Martin, what you do. Martin didn't even move. He, he exactly, because he, he saw the, the ump come and, out. Yeah, he no. looked at the ump and said, huh? Mm-hmm. What the hell that's exactly that? what he did. No yeah. one knew what to do, and I think Dale Scott kind of botched that play. Like, I sure, I, I'd understand if he didn't call time. Fine, that's what happens. But he, you call time, the players freeze, and that's just kind of like you call dead ball. You kind of have to honor that. It's kind of like if a, if a you know, referee in hockey called a goal and every, or, you know, everyone gave up on the play. And then a player called offside and, and he and, still shot it. Or no, he called he called it a goal. Everyone gives up on the play. Goalie stops moving, and then a player comes and puts the puck in the net again. And oh, it was the second try that counted because everyone. Yeah, it's, that, it's that Dominic Hasek play that you that you threw yeah, out the other the day. The delayed offside. But yeah, let the puck in. Yeah. Well, what if they missed the call? Well, too bad. <laughs> they missed the call. Yeah. That's. I don't know. It was. It was. I could see it being the way the Jays were going to lose. Honestly, at that point, I, th- I thought that was it. I thought, you know, this is how it's going to go down, and I'm going to have to live with this for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy it didn't work out that way, but I just I just had that feeling. My outlook I don't, quite I don't know desperate. how the teams would have gotten out of that stadium. Oh, my God. And I don't know what would have happened to downtown <laughs> the Toronto umpires would have just been lost like that killed. Game. The umpires made the right call. I mean, I, I don't know what to say, but the fans certainly didn't agree. And were, you know, raining beer cans on the field. And they almost got the, the Jays a forfeit. Did you see Tim Langton's tweet? He was yeah, so close to it. announcing we are almost, like, forfeit worthy here. Like, cool your, sh- like, cool your shit, guys. Like, that, that wasn't I don't, cool. I don't, I don't believe that. The announcement <laughs> that they will be forfeiting if this continues and actually forfeiting, there's a big gap in between that. I was I was doing a bit of research. The last the last forfeited game was the disco demolition night in Chicago, uh, <laughs> in nineteen seventy or eighty one, I guess. So there hasn't been a disc, there hasn't been an eliminate um, a forfeit in my lifetime. So I don't <laughs> yeah. think they were going to start there. Playoff but the game. the rest of the game was under protest. So that's interesting. Protest, which teams never ever win, unless it's George Brett and his. Pine tar. There's one. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> but if that's the correct rule, then there's no way the Jays would have won anyway, even if the, no. the protest No, they, they wouldn't have won the protest at all. No, there's absolutely no way. I wasn't expecting them to either at the time. Then the bottom of the inning happens, and oh. it's three oh. errors in a row, followed by a bloop single fielder's that's choice. I don't care if it's an error in the books. That was the worst. That was the second worst defensive play of the inning. Now, here's my question. Why was it not called an infield fly on the play? It's not in the dirt. Because it wasn't high enough. I think it has to be a certain height, doesn't it? Wasn't there a play last year 
where there it was out on the outfield grass and they still called it an infield fly? I think it has to reach a certain height, and I don't think it did because it just. What are you got complaining about, Greg? Head. Did you want that called an infield fly? I no. didn't, but I I would totally <laughs> understand. Like I would troll. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm I'm doing my no, job no, as a no. host and bringing up points, and I'm, that makes me a troll. Okay. Yep. Thanks. We are yep. a Jay's podcast after. Well done. <laughs> Someone's got to have a different point of view and, and at least bring up that point. But I just, I'm surprised they didn't call it. Now that I look back and look at that play, uh, I'm glad they didn't. But you know, it's I, the third. It's the third error that I can't believe. Oh, because, the one where he drops oh, it at third. Yeah, Beltre gets to the ball, which how he gets to that ball with his back the way it <laughs> he is. He had to be pumpful of something. Like seriously, S- spins and throws a perfect throw. To a really good defensive shortstop. I mean, that's maybe the best defensive third baseman and a gold glove caliber shortstop. And just dropped it. I mean, he just dropped it. It was in his glove. He had it for a split second and it dropped, just bloop down, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And it was right on the heel. Uh, but yeah, it was. Backtrack for a second, though. That play at second base when Moreland threw it to Andrus. Uh-huh. Martin could have been called out for being off the baseline. He he veered to his left. He was still close, but I I've seen it called before. The Jays have been screwed by that call before. Isn't it where, like three feet? Yeah, there's, it's a very gray area rule where if the umpire thinks he made an attempt to get in the way of the line, he can call you out. Could there's another you chance. Imagine if they could you imagine? Call. Just great base like, running, which is what it was good base running, but it was a risky play that it could have backfired easily. There would not have been a single beer can left in the stands. <laughs> Speaking that of that, did it. you hear someone is suing the guy who threw the beer can and the spray hit the baby? Not As suing, he they was arrested. Should. No, weren't they suing? I, I don't think he's he suing. Arrested. I think he got arrested. He got arrested. Oh, okay. As As anyway, I think civil. that's garbage. You shouldn't have your child at a game like that anyway. <laughs> wow! Are you defending the, the beer thrower? I'm not. I'm not condoning what he did in any way, shape, or form. Okay, no, no. But what no. are you doing with a child at a game that's going to be that loud, that rowdy? You know, Toronto fans like the home opener every year has a reputation for being the absolute worst. Like, hmm. the so abs- just for fans. Like, I just take your kid. You should. I don't think you should take your assume kid. I agree. You control. shouldn't take kids under whatever the age. If they're not going to remember kids. it, don't take them. They're gonna cry and they Charlie's don't like the dad here on the says podcast. The so three he's not people a... who have no kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that not I bringing my kid to a baseball game. I freaking jump hey, up and down like you crazy. wanted to have kids. You lose out on your chance to go to Jay's playoff games. I'm yeah, sorry, well, or get a babysitter. <laughs> I'm sure you have a family member that could take the kid for the night. Like maybe seriously. they're all at the game. <laughs> well, then they're rich. <laughs> well, yeah. Spent all their money on that ticket for whatever. Five grand or whatever it may have been. If they're that rich, they can afford a babysitter, Charlie. Exactly. Surprisingly cheap, actually. One of our buddies was trying to sell a single that he had for Game Five, and they weren't really moving all that well. well who wants to go alone? Weird. Yeah, everyone wants to go with a group. Oh, who cares? Get me in the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because uh, you live four hundred, four thousand kilometers away. So. Yeah, of course you'd say that. But ha- have you ever been to a sporting event where you drink beer out of a Beer can? No. No, that's true. That is true. Well, they serve tall boys at Rogers Center. They give you the tall boy. Uh, no, Rogers they do it. I don't think you have experience with that. They do in Sorry, Seattle, too. there before. <laughs> they give you plastic bottles in Seattle. No, you, yeah, you can get tall cans as well, can't you? Yeah, you can get tall cans. Yeah, you can. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. not very good planning. I think it should 
be. In I mean, I'm someone who who's promoted my fair share of concerts, and that's a no no. You 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 give them cups. Yeah. Yeah. You break you you crack it in front of them and you pour it into a plastic cup. Exactly. But anyway, so let's move on. Don't be stupid. Don't throw things on the field. Is exactly. sort of is sort of the moral of the story because you might hit what somebody. I, what I kind of love though is what we're gonna get to next. When Jays fans are sad or angry, they throw beer cans on the field. When Jays fans are happy, they throw beer cans on the field. <laughs> well, it was sort of a big moment. The the Batista biggest bomb of his career. The you know, you give the like they said after the game in the post game interviews, the Rangers, they said you give this team extra outs, they're gonna take advantage. And that happened. And I lost oh. my freaking mind. <laughs> I was I was on the floor. I don't know about you guys, but I, I was at work. I was at I work took too. My break. Same here. I took my break and I walked into the pub that's next door and Bautista hit a hit just as I walked in the door. See, and I was like, this term. is the best timing ever. It, it's because I walked in. Uh, I walked in. Obviously, <laughs> he wouldn't have hit it otherwise. Uh, man, I just, I still, I'm watching the clip over and over again. I still can't believe it happened. I, you know, how many home, Batista home runs have we seen over our, you know, year, past few years here in Toronto or watching Toronto, and that one is just, I still can't believe he hit it, and it wasn't even close. It was immediately you knew, just like the Encarnacion home run, you knew as soon as he hit that it was gone. I'm lucky yeah. our upstairs neighbors weren't home because they probably would have thought I had a heart attack. <laughs> Charlie didn't get to see it live though. He's all upset here in the corner. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was uh, it was a frustrating evening for me. <laughs> <laughs> there will be more. There'll be more joy and more glory. Don't well, you worry, Charlie. More nine AM starts that Charlie won't be able to watch. Well, no, there won't be now because we're we're going to five o'clock weeknight starts and I know we've got I think we've got one o'clock Saturday, so I can I can live with that. That's drinking time. To make it happen. Um, so yeah, I'm working so, on an article right now that is the top home runs in Jay's history. And I'm thinking this is th- top five. but A mm, little bit of recency bias, I think, in there. A little yeah, bit. probably. But <laughs> It was huge. Uh, no doubt. Carter, Carter and Alomar and then yeah. maybe Ed Sprague in the World Series. Maybe Kelly Gruber in the World Series. Aside from that, I can't come up. I with I think anything. you have to wait yeah. and you have to see how far these these Jays go. Because if they Look, if they end up, you know, beating the the Royals, which they should. Says and... the guy who doesn't write a blog that needs constant content. Thanks. <laughs> what are you talking about? I that's my job at Ingle. I have a blog without constant content. There we go. I was saying. <laughs> oh, you're talking to Charlie. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, geez, I remember that Sprague home run was huge at the time, um, off Reardon, wasn't it? Yep. Walking. Yeah, but this is up there. I mean, I I was watching that the, the game when Alomar hit that home run. You know, I had friends actually at that game. I was in university, and they'd left. Well, they not left. They had been kindly Very asked cold. by security to leave, <laughs> um, but somehow snuck back into the Oakland Alameda <laughs> County Coliseum or whatever it was called back then. And we're there for it, you know, with their Blue Jays, with the blue and white wigs on. Um, <clears throat> that was incredible. But this, even though I, as I, I watched the replay last night, and I was still riveted, even though I knew what was going to happen. You know, it was just such fabulous theater. Um, the bat flip, the celebration. 
I mean, how often, I mean, we saw who hit the home run when Josh Donaldson walked off, whoever it was, near the end of the season, and Kawasaki was basically doing star jumps as he came down mm-hmm. the third base line. Yeah. That's what Encarnacion was doing in the in the on deck circle. He was jumping up and down like a schoolgirl. Yeah, you know, the most stayed, face trying to get onto the field. It was great. The most stayed Blue Jays player there is. I mean, a lot of it has to do because he doesn't want to. He doesn't. He feels uncomfortable talking in English. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. But you know, he was just going mental. Um, it was it was absolutely crazy. You know, Goins going down the third baseline, just going crazy. Well, I loved his celebration when they zoomed in on him. Yeah, he said he it, had a Stroman. Moment he picked there. up the bat and yeah. just started whacking it on the, on yeah. the home plate. <laughs> um, it, it was an, it was an incredible moment. Um, you know, Barry Davis. You could see him in the in the um, <laughs> the press little box, not the box, the little bullpen. I guess they got next. He he chucked his arms up, and I guess then he realized, like, oh shit, I better not do this. <laughs> Professional journalist. Yeah, yeah, quickly pulled him down. It was just, <laughs> it, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And and I mean, who knows how loud it was in real time, but it sounded absolutely incredibly loud on TV. Well, for Greg and I, I'm going to make you guys feel old here for a minute. Greg and I, that's probably the biggest home run for us. Like we were two and three when that the Joe Carter home run happened, and. And no memory well, for me, for my memory, that's that's my biggest home run. That's that's a big that's a big moment for me. Mm-hmm. At least in our our brief Blue Jays memory of twenty two years. Shut <laughs> the fuck up! <laughs> yeah, no, we're not meant to swear on that's this. So sad. Says, that's so. That's not how old I am. That's just how long I can remember baseball. But there's been some. I mean, it's one of many this year. You go too low, and then Russell oh, yeah. Martin against the Yankees. It's just been it's been one after another. I have a feeling we're all we're all gonna agree on this next point, but. The bat flip, and oh my god, the the ensuing shitstorm that has come from the bat flip. I'm There's turning, now shirts about. I'm turning it. my computer. I'm buying this shirt. <laughs> that shirt is so great. The bluebird minor banter shirt deserves all the credit for that. I'm, at at least buying one for everybody. I'm on this website right now. I I just realized I can't buy it right now because I don't have my U.S. credit card with me. But I'm absolutely buying this shirt. I need a U.S. credit card to buy that. Well, it's no, it's U.S. dollars, so it's. You know, I don't get hit with oh, that. Sounds kind of sketchy, Let's Charlie. not talk do effects on this podcast. Yeah, do you have two cell phones, too? and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Two families? And... Long story. I travel around the U.S. for a long time. <laughs> well, let's get to what Dyson... I have actually an audio clip here of what Dyson had to say about the, um, the Batista bat flip. So let's listen to that, and then we can kind of get our reaction to, to what he said. I told him to, you know, Jose needs to calm that down. Just kind of respect the game a little more. I mean, he's a huge role model for, uh, you know, the younger generation that's coming up playing this game. And, I mean, he's doing stuff that, you know, kids do on wiffle ball games and, you know, yeah, backyard it, sh- it shouldn't be done. Well, that, that was Sam Dyson. What, what, when else should that be done? <laughs> God damn. Like, <laughs> well, it's like people have been saying, like, do you not like touchdown dances? Do you not like people celebrating after they score goals? You should goals? feel like, shame and go back to your hole. It's the exact same thing. It's a big moment. It's a big thing. It deserves a big celebration. And like Batista said to Ken Rosenthal after the game, he doesn't plan this. It's in the moment. He's excited. He basically just won the game for his team. Like, let him have a little bit of fun. The best, the, aside from the bat flip, the best moment of that inning was Sam Dyson trying to start a fight with Edwin Encarnacion. <laughs> Who's trying to calm for, down the crowd, not make for it For trying louder. to prevent the fans from throwing beer at Sam Dyson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Something was lost in translation there, I think. Oh, my bit. God. <laughs> so okay, there's, there's one more clip I want to play. 
It's actually Batista's reaction to those comments from Dyson. And oh, do you, do you have audio of this? Yeah, I have it? audio of it, and it is the most <laughs> brilliant answer you'll ever hear. So let's hear when the reporters tried to relay that quote from Dyson to Batista, what Batista had to say about it. Hey, Jose, that situation that started the first benches clearing, uh, apparently Dyson just said that he told Edwin that you shouldn't be doing that when you threw the bat and that it's backyard baseball and it shouldn't be done. Do you have a reaction to that? No. <laughs> Greatest ever. So mic oh. drop at that point in the so interview. So boss. <laughs> that was his only answer. That was his one word answer to that that whole long question. No. I have no response to that. And that's that's Batista for you. I don't think he should ever change. He doesn't need a response. <laughs> he gave no. him his yeah. response on the field there. Well, well, when Adam Jones barked at him and he said, I don't give a shit what Adam Jones says. <laughs> you know, same thing, you know. It, it's... I... I, I, I for... For guys that played with me back in London many years ago, uh, this might seem a bit hypocritical, but it, this goes back to the whole playing the game the right thing, and, and there is racial overtones in, is. in how people absolutely right. judge the the right way because it's the white way. Let's yep. be honest. Um, I mean, what was it? Jason Kipnis tweeted right after saying, "That's bullshit. Yeah. This is the biggest moment of his career. He just hit the biggest home run." Let him celebrate however he wants. Exactly. You know, so what's the motto on Price's locker? What does he have written down? I think it's if you don't like it, pitch, pitch better. better. Yeah. Nice. That that is a pitcher has that as his motto. That should tell you enough. You know, Sam Dyson needs to to really sit back and, and look at this situation. I understand he was probably, you know, I feel bad not in the Dyson, in the best man. state of mind. You know, you're being asked questions immediately after the game, but come on, think about it for a minute here. You know, suck it up. Just like I, I kind of tweeted this as well. I said, you know, put your tail between your legs, head back to your dugout because you messed up and you gave no, up the but home he run. He didn't mess up. That's the thing. It was no, a good pitch. His, his infielders messed up. <laughs> but he gave up the home run. Elvis Andrews messed up. You, you know? can't be angry at somebody for celebrating. No, I, I understand this more than anyone. I, I people tweet me, oh, as a goalie, do you like when people celebrate? It makes me want to stop the puck more. It doesn't make me want to punch a guy in the face or throw a baseball at his neck. Makes me want to stop him more. And if he wants to go ahead and celebrate like that, go for it. I have no problem with that. And it wasn't even that bad. He oh, hit. Yeah, he he oh, threw yeah, his I mean, bat a, a slight yeah. distance after That's hitting a massive home run. Of any home run you will ever see in your life. Exactly. Korean baseball thinks that that was a little bit, oh, a little much. <laughs> when you when you say slight distance, that was an eighty grade. Bat <laughs> it didn't flip it, though. It, he just tossed it. Yeah. It was a, it was a. Did you guys see the Leafs tweet about this? No. Yeah, we don't follow come, the Leafs. Can you come get your bat off the top of the uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Arcana Center? <laughs> That's to great. Come get your bat off the, off the off the ACC roof. That'd be great. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. So yeah. those we comments. We cheer for the Leafs just for once. Yeah. <laughs> those comments after the game were a little frustrating to me. Hamels said something similar uh, of how he's a role model and and needs to you know respect the game more, which is blah, just blah, utter blah. BS. And but like I said earlier, the emotions were high. I understand these guys are frustrated, but to to take it out on that, you know, you know, if anything, you should just be disappointed in yourselves for for making those three unbelievable errors in the in the biggest inning of your of your your season. Like that's just unacceptable. And if you turn it around on Texas too, their guy hits the same home run, their guy does the same bat flip. They're totally okay with it. I think it's incredibly hypocritical. Um, as a fan, if a guy hits that home run, I'm going to understand that that's a big moment, and I'm, I don't think I'm mad about that. 
I think that's a big homer. Good for him. Maybe if it's against the Jays, I have a little bit of anger at first. But, like, you you look back on it now, and it's going to be like, that was huge. And like, you can't blame him. Back to Charlie's point about the racial undertones, that is 100% correct. Dyson, you know, he's pretty pretty white as it gets. He saw his beard, right? <laughs> and Batista, Latino, you know, tell me something that I haven't heard before. You know, a white guy pissed off about a Latino bat flipping. Just a joke. It's not a story that should be talked about, I guess, for... Well, it has to be talked about, but only because he made these stupid comments, comments that shouldn't have been made. So the one guy who I don't think is getting enough credit for this series as a whole. Strata. No, it's Dalton Pompey <laughs> for the, for the slide Aaron at Aaron Sanchez. Aaron Sanchez. That slide yep. at home was great. Pompey Aaron Sanchez. Oh, that slide was awesome. That slide was I called it, awesome. I called it the cleanest dirty slide you're ever going to see. <laughs> there was nothing dirty about that slide at all, no. Greg. What are you talking about? He took that, his legs out. That's It tripped the guy. He's but, in the way. You're, you're breaking up the double play. Yeah, yeah. he did it in, a, in the cleanest way possible. And again, Harold Reynolds was spot on. He's like, if this is a middle infield, oh, no. his foot's still on the base. He's he's there to be taken out. You're trying to turn a double play. He absolutely had every right to do that. And you call Pompey, you say he slid off to the side to trip him on purpose. His hip still ended up sliding over home plate so it's oh, not he like was, he went he was basically way laying the way. on the plate yeah. yeah if chase utley had done that slide no one would have been complaining yeah. <laughs> um yeah you're right sanchez was was unbelievable pitched in, pitched all in five every games. game in the series yeah um was missing uh, missing back six one three hits one run which wasn't earned you know one walk he he looks he looks better than osuna does at the moment frankly osuna looks um, good too That's which yeah osuna comes in last night and you know Five outs, four of them, though, by the way, the strikeout. So to say that's a big call, actually. You're probably right, though. Yeah. But yeah, that's with, a, no, with no Cecil, he's going to be really important. Well, I, and this goes back to what I mentioned earlier. You know, he threw, and I think it was your good site, you and that, you know. BlueJaysPlus.com. BlueJaysPlus.com that got <laughs> excited about when he introduced the cutter and struck out. I can't remember who he struck out with it, but. That was a great piece. It was a great piece, and it got a lot of us excited that you know he's he's now developed this pitch that goes the other way. I haven't been seeing a lot of it though. No, he. Ha- I don't think he's thrown it like a in this postseason at all. It, well, no, it's, it, it it's comes a cutter. I mean, slot. if the sinker breaks down to the right, the cutter is the exact same pitch. Yeah. Only at the last minute, it goes to the left instead of the right. So, so it's so, off the plate, but you can't know that because you think it's going to break. You know, like comes, his sinker does. Comes out of the same slot. Same spin as as his two seamer, but do you not read our site, run, Greg? Come on, <laughs> yeah. not it, every article apparently. I tried to read as not much. with your cheesy plugs. Ooh, <laughs> it, it goes to the left, and and he needs especially against left handers because obviously the two seamers kind of run often to the barrel of their bats. And I mean, you can't fault him last night. That was a great piece of hitting from Odor, especially God, you know, Odor, ninety nine mile an hour. Two seamer, you know. I'm I'm to the super way. disappointed that Odor isn't bad, so I can't say o- Odor stinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're saying on the broadcast they call him stinky in the dugout, so it's not even fun to call him that. He's used to it. No, that's no fun. I, I called him Ned. That was my sort of yeah. bad wow. name for him. Ned, stink. sit down, Ned. Ned stink. Ned stink. He's gonna uh, be a pretty good player. He looked. Oh, he was. I'm so really impressed with him. Yeah. But when he screwed up on that Donaldson pop, I was elated. He finally <laughs> messed up when it counted. He finally messed up, and I was so happy. I mean, ultimate, ultimately, that didn't matter in the slightest, right? I don't care. He messed up. It made me happy. <laughs> Good call. You're vindictive, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then we had the first ever benches clearing because of a butt smack. That was kind of cool. Apparently, apparently Tulo doesn't like his butt being touched. Hey, don't touch my butt, man! Come on, <laughs> I can. My cat is the same me. way as I can. As, uh, I can totally understand yeah. that, though. You just, you know, you're as Greg would tell you. You know, it's not quite Ryan Goins level, but you're about two for twenty-one in the uh, <laughs> in the series, and you've just popped up after all these. You know, everybody else is hitting him. He's, he's got like an L screen and a bucket of balls out there, and you <laughs> pop up, and the guy comes along. And, and let's be honest. Sam Dyson said after the game, like, oh, I just tapped his butt. I didn't say anything. Yeah, Bullshit. right. <laughs> hey, nice work, dickhead. It's probably along the lines of oh, what he, he said. said. He said something about Bautista throwing his bat oh, into outer right, space. Right. Yeah, so, of course, Tulo's going to get a little bit pissed off. Um, yeah, it's, it was all a bit of drama, wasn't it? What, did, what an inning, 53 minutes of... Pure hell, and then of me get to watch my him. emotions were exhausted <laughs> after that game. Like, I, 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 I couldn't even stand it. I, I experienced I had to go back everything. to work. <laughs> I had to work another four hours after that, and Why'd you holy take your shit, so nothing got done. Couldn't you have told him that your appendix was still mm-hmm. bothering you? Yeah. yeah <laughs> but I kind of need the money. <laughs> Not all of us can get paid to pay, play baseball or talk about sports for a living, unfortunately. All right, so now we look ahead. Since the guy who is paid to talk about sports for a living. <laughs> Screw you. A minuscule amount. Um, looking ahead... Whoa. After this okay. just brilliant win. Um, it's not that far ahead. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. But looking ahead, uh, we really just know the, the line. Well, we know the lineups, and we know now we know today we found out the order of the pitchers, and the Jays have decided to go with Estrada in game one. So it's Estrada, then Price, then Stroman again that we just saw, and then Dickey. So I mean, there's their there were four. No choi- there were no choices here, right? Like, they had to go with Estrada because he was the only one ready. I mean, you could have gone with Dickey, I suppose. Well, but... Price only threw 50 pitches. I mean, come it wasn't on. like you... a regular start for him. Yeah, but you're not going to bring him back after he's been struggling on short mm-hmm. rest. Yeah. I'm generally against bringing back pitchers on short rest anyway, uh, especially power pitchers like like David Price. And hey. when we already saw him struggle, too, you, you don't want to take that chance. He had 11 days up, off to, to save up his bullets, so I think... Uh... That was too much. I find <laughs> if I get too much rest in anything, or like some teams, if they have like the bye or whatever in the first round... Hang on, let's go back to you find slow. you get too much rest in anything, like your your performance is affected? She's a little groggy sometimes. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather play it out <laughs> than, than sit and rest. Like, I don't know, what can I say? But let's I, look I'm... at the Royals now. The Royals are Volquez, Ventura, Cueto... And then oh. to be determined who... Fireworks coming. Medlin. Um, all righties, as we previously mentioned. Uh, which, you know, that that might be the story if the Jays' bats go quiet. Uh, you know, they, I mean, I think this is really overblown. Like They've hit yes, righties all year. the Jays hit lefties really well, but they also just hit really they, well. They've mashed everybody. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't lead the leagues in runs by however many they did for by fluke. <laughs> By just mashing lefties. The biggest thing that comes of it is probably the fact that Smoke will be at first base instead of Colabello. And that's your biggest change. Because Colabello, last few games, was hitting fifth. He was hitting ahead of Tulo. Yeah, and he, he, had a, he had a great he series. still be hitting. I think, that, I think they get him in. Absolutely. You think he's in ahead yeah. of Smoke? or Shockingly, I think Chris Colabello should play more. Oh, you what? saying that? No, it's it's, it's crazy, Doc. Yeah, yeah. No, wow. are, you, are you a cola believer? <laughs> yeah, I, no, it's been rumored. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think you trademarked officially trademarked the term, did you not? Yeah, it's really funny if you click on that hashtag because 
it's me. <laughs> I should, I've been calling him Call of Beauty. That's just been my... I was going to say something smart about Kauffman Stadium or whatever it's called now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. Being um, uh, you say something a, smart. A, a better pitching park for Estrada than the Rogers Center, but it's actually got yeah. a 103 uh, park factor, whereas yeah. uh, Rogers Center is 99. So it's, If you break that down even further, though, uh, Kauffman Stadium is a, is a neutral hitter's park, but it's a negative home run park. Right, okay. So you're giving up more doubles and triples, and that's not really Estrada's problem. Estrada's problem is it's deep fly balls. Runs, and so. we have Kevin Pillar in center field, and I'm about to say something nice about Kevin Pillar. So whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Make Stop. sure we're recording here. Yeah. You're a uh, four-win player? But he's, he's, he's an, an almost gold glove caliber center fielder. Who beats him? Kiermaier. Kevin Kiermaier. Kevin, Kevin so. Kiermaier. It's nice to see him swinging the bat, not like a pitcher. It's yeah, nice to see him he's going. Been, he's been on fire. Hitting I mean, home runs to I, Price in the bullpen. Oh, that was so great. <laughs> that was amazing. That was so funny. And he was so casual about it. Oh, oh. <laughs> this team is so great, guys. <clears throat> Jerry Howard's call of it was pretty good too. He, he mm-hmm. saw it right away that it was Price. So, so I have, I have this theory that I'm working on and thinking about writing an article about that. The best thing that can happen to a fan base is not winning for 25 years. <laughs> because if, if you're a Yankees fan or something, eh, you know, whatever. It's just another postseason. Right. Who cares? We get this every year. But if you haven't seen a postseason game in, you know, since I was in diapers. Well, not really. But we were in uh, diapers. since you guys were in diapers, there yeah. we go. Um, it makes it that much better. Yeah, we we've never literally never I've never sat down and watched a Blue Jays playoff game until that game one in that series. And you you look what happened with the Royals a couple of years ago or last year the Pirates same thing. The the pent up frustration you could tell you could feel it in, throughout the series and then the you know the Batista home run was sort of the you can breathe <laughs> yeah you just it just tore the roof off the dome so to speak. As Charlie cracks his, what's that, your third? Whoa, whoa, whoa I've got to drive home here, guys. So. <laughs> Looks like we're let's, staying a while. Yeah, let's Attention, not, uh... Richmond RCMP officer. <laughs> we'll release this podcast. Get right around the corner. <laughs> um, so what, one, one other thing is uh, I am against rally towels. <laughs> I am Ooh. in certain times. So first of all, Canucks have rally towels. Screw you, Jays. <laughs> Secondly, I know that that game was really, really loud yesterday. It would have been even louder if people, instead of waving their stupid towels around, were clapping. So, no rally towels. This is the uh, nitpickiest of nitpicky yeah, thing I've no ever heard in my life. Whatever. You, you guys no wouldn't even towels. remember this. You were too Ooh. young for Roger Nielsen and Tiger Woods putting the towels on the sticks and. That would be put him up. I mean, I, I went to a couple of games during that stand. I kept running. And I was waving my rally towel like you wouldn't believe. So the rally towels I can live with. The, the wave, obviously oh, not. God, that's the just, wave, that's the wave was going around Dodger State or wherever the hell this game today was taking place. Dodger State, yeah. I don't know what it is with Tor- Torontonians and the wave, but every single game, no matter what the situation is, winning, losing, close game, <laughs> whatever, the wave is going around the stadium. Every time we go... To OJ's game, it's like, when is it going to start? Like, just just when? Because there's always one idiot that gets it going, 
and just I don't understand. I, I just saw don't get it. From the same idiot that's just thrown his tall can onto the field. <laughs> <laughs> some I saw somebody tweeted that was at the game. They said some guy stood up and wanted to start the wave, and just as he started to do the thing. Everyone, uh, the umpire made a bad call, and everyone started booing and yelling. And he got all nervous, and he thought they were booing at him because he was trying to start the wave. Uh, so then he sat down and didn't try to start good. the wave anymore. So everyone no was happy. Yeah, I don't As think that's the rally a towels. Thing that's an everywhere thing. <laughs> As for the rally towels, I don't understand why Jays fans are waving them around when our guy's pitching. Like, the, the it's like football. You don't cheer when your team is on offense. Like, or, but a guy like Stroman probably defense. feeds off. At the same time, though, white things waving around in the crowd, like, do that when the other guy's pitching. Distract the crap out of him. I don't care. But while while the Jays are on the field, come on. This isn't like basketball and the thunder sticks that you wave around to get the guy taking the foul shots to yeah. screw up. I think these guys are pretty focused. On their, uh, yeah, they're, they're locked into that mitt. Yeah. I don't think waving towels is going to mess them up. They got bigger what? problems if the towels <laughs> are messing them up on the mound. <laughs> but I, I going back to the you know baseball portion of this podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Than the, the, the laundry. Cool I, think, it, <laughs> I think the pitching matchups actually. I mean, the way they set up the rotation works out well. You know, you get oh, wait, Price on the road. Um, may, I don't know. Maybe takes a bit of pressure off him, and then Stroman and and Dickey at home. Dickey likes the roof close, so. Mm-hmm. It, Stroman versus Cueto. Stroman versus Cueto. I am disappointed that we're not getting Price versus Cueto just because it would be kind of poetic. The, 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 the two deadline s- trade matchup. Hey, we get to see Price own Ventura, so oh man, that'll be nice. Uh, this is going to be one messy series, hey? With the starting <laughs> pitchers, just their egos alone on the Royals. This is going to be insane. Did, did you guys see, as random aside, but did you guys see Eric Hosmer's piece in the Players' Tribune the other day? No. I didn't read it, no. It, it was about how nobody believes in the in the in the Royals, and and in it there was a quote that said, "Well, nobody really said that nobody believes in us, but y- you could tell." Okay, and you're like, "What? What? They didn't say it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, context, you. Oh man, fuck. But that was a, that was a big series. I mean, for me, I Tulowitzki said it in an article the other day as well. For me, that was the turning point of the season. I know a lot of people say the the Nationals game against Scherzer when Pilar hit two home runs in the back half of a double game. game. Um, you know, for me, it was that Royal Series where they won three or four, should have won all four. That's when I kind of thought, you know what, this team's this team's pretty good. Um, I think it's when they traded for Troy Tulowitzki. Uh, well, you hadn't just got back from Seattle. When they didn't look all that oh good. My God, that was a brutal series. So the two whiskey trade didn't quite get me going at that junction. <laughs> <Thank> you <invite. laughs> you uh, think this oh, was possible? We were stoked. Greg and I were up tweeting like all night about it when like, yeah, it was awesome. But they were still fifty and fifty one, and this lost two or three against Seattle, who's basically just yeah. fired everybody. Yeah. The, even well, the, clu- yeah, you the clubbies are all happening. been fired. Um, so that that Royal series for me was was the turning point of the season. You know, did you think they go forty-one and eighteen or whatever the hell they did? There's no way you predict that. No chance. I did. I did. Yeah, sure you did. Okay. <laughs> Just like you predicted, your appendix would burst too, yeah. right? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting uh, we're getting long here. It's almost an hour and a half of Jay's talk, which is predictions. Been, predictions. Yeah, I guess we'll have to look into predictions for the next round. If anyone takes the Royals, you are no longer welcome on this podcast. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there now. How how many games is it going to take the Jays to win? We'll, we'll word it like that. 
We'll start with we'll start with Ewan. No, I'm going last. <laughs> guess, guess goes last. Chicken. I think the Jays are on a roll now. I I'd say five. I'm leaning towards six. You know, my prediction's a big one because I got it right last round. But <laughs> everyone's waiting for me. Take your, take your time, Greg. <laughs> I can say Jay sweep. Jay's in four. I'm with Greg on this one. Yeah. Jay's sweep. in four. Have faith, people. Yep. I'm calling it. So, f- final point. Who who do you want to meet in the World Series? Cubs. It's Cubs or Mets. I want to destroy the Cubs' hopes and dreams that they're going to ever win <laughs> in their lifetime. You so. just want to prove back that's to the future, super vindictive though. i'm on board with that plus everyone's gonna be talking about oh back to the future oh yeah cubs are gonna win cubs back the- no jays are gonna crush their dreams that's I'm, what i want i'm gonna go mets just because i want to see dicky against the nigger <laughs> hell yeah that would be hilarious <laughs> that's, what I'm, can go that's what I'm going 18. for yeah and yeah because i was yeah i I haven't seen much of Syndergaard, but I watched that game too the other day when he uh, he had like what thirty pitches, thirty fastballs he threw, and like eighteen were ninety eight or above. It was he was just dealing. You want to face that? No, I mean they what they they still hit him. He was throwing four seamers. They were straight. That's true. You know. So Syndergaard p- threw thirteen pitches today, and the the least miles per hour was ninety eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't throw any breaking stuff. <laughs> Or maybe those are just the fastballs. Oh, okay. No, I don't. I don't doubt it. I mean, going back to what we were talking about, Sanchez. I haven't seen a curveball this postseason. He's thrown two seamers. He could basically do the Satchel Page thing, where he writes on the bottom of the shoe, two seamers, <laughs> and they know exactly what's coming, and they can't hit it. It's that good. I also kind of can't wait for if we face the Mets. The narrative that the the Jays wouldn't be here without the Dickey trade that. <laughs> Some hack writer is going to throw out there. Steve Simmons. Oh. I didn't want to. As soon as you, as soon as you said hack writer, first thought that came to How my is head. Steve's, like, How does he? Well, I haven't read the newspaper job. in a while, and we have him at work now. Steve Simmons is in the, the province. Yeah, like, yes, yes I saw him there today, too. Ugh. Why? Yeah. Because he's, he knows he Vancouver make up hot dog fan. stories about the Canucks, maybe. Oh, I'm so sick of him. Another reason I want to see the Jays play the Cubs, though, in the, in the World Series is because I want to see the Jays play at Wrigley. It'd be fun. You never see the Jays play at Wrigley. Nope. Uh, yeah. I'm against. Have you seen the big video board they put up at Wrigley? They have two now, don't they? Yeah. Fuck that shit. One in right, one in left. Yeah. Like, come on. What was? It's, it's <laughs> an old school park. Out of the park. Anyway, we are going way far afield, and we've been talking for <laughs> way too. Long. Hey, we're previewing the Blue Jays Cubs World Series. The World okay. Series. Yeah. The World Series. Yes. <laughs> so before we before we sign off, though. Um, oh, Canadians. I want to yeah. do my two Canadians bits. Obviously, I've got the Marcus Stroman bubble headed in front of me, almost like they had planned it. Maybe they did plan it posthumously. But next year, Asuna oh. and Pilar. He's not dead. They're not dead. Not dead. Yeah, po- posthumous means, means dead. whatever. Dead. Sorry, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you unless saying, there's some accident Charlie? that happened, we don't that, know. That's about not it. a big deal because, you know, we, we probably won't end up with bubble heads. But for you, media folk, I'm talking about the two lovebirds cuddling over to my right here. <laughs> uh, Rob Fay is apparently retired. Yeah, as as quit as the Blue Jays uh, play by play, so they're Canadians. Canadians. Blue Jays can, Canadians. He has gone to UBC Athletics. He's, yeah, UBC Athletics Communications. Whether he's the director or, or whatever, I'm not sure. So there you go. Let's go well, for it. I didn't really enjoy Rob Faye all that much. So. <laughs> you can say it now that he's gone. Yeah. Nice uh, and loud. Sure. Nice it's, and loud. It's probably mm-hmm. a pay upgrade for him. I'll say that much. Good for well, him. and I think he's probably getting to the point where he doesn't want to be on a bus for 13 hours. Probably. He's got a family so, now, doesn't 
Yeah, yeah. he was married. He just got married this past mm -hmm. year. So I'm, I'm guessing that had a lot to do with the decision. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Well, Big news had, out in Canadian's land. He refused to give me press passes multiple times. So Personal vendetta. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Well, if I saw your face, I'd probably refuse you too, Ewan. <laughs> Just because you've got a mustache, you've got a Derek Holland mustache. Of course you would. It's a bad picture. I haven't. Shut up. <laughs> Who, who's? Oh, I wonder you go with the cartoon character as your Twitter ad. I should know this. The NWL, of course, Texas or is uh, Boise. Boise would let you in. <laughs> Spokane, whoever Texas is, I can't remember. I think it's Spokane. Yeah, I think you're right. Spokane. Yeah, Boise's Colorado. Um, all right. So, so yeah. Um, <laughs> anything else, Charlie? Try to stay healthy, everyone. Yeah. That's what I, I, I want um, to say. Let's. Were you? Are you going to be watching all the games at home, Yoon, or is there a bar in Half Moon Bay that has become a bit of a Blue Jays hotspot? Are you going to come visit us? For all you the guys, listeners yeah, out guys there that are clearly never been to Half Moon Bay, on the <laughs> I've driven Coast, through it multiple times. There is as a not child. a bar in Half Moon Bay. <laughs> there is two stores in Half Moon Bay. Your house is the the nearest bar. However, there is a bar in Seashell that I work right next. How to. How far is Seashell oh. from Half Moon Bay? Uh, Fifteen minutes. Okay, not bad. Did you have to drive yourself to the hospital when your appendix blew up? No. Oh. <laughs> that would have been hell. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Will the Especially Lighthouse the Pub in in Seashell, or is it Gilligan's that you'll be going to? Uh, it's Gilligan's. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a bit rougher that one, but it'll be. Uh, I'm sure. See you in style atmosphere. with the mustache. The mustache doesn't make God damn. I'm gonna change that fucking picture. All so, right. Well, we'll stay safe, you and out there. Yes. My the, the one vestigial organ has has blown up, so I don't think I have any left. So. What are your tonsils? You get tonsils out yet? Yeah, they're already gone. Okay. So so chicken pox. Two for two. Yep. <laughs> Checked all those boxes. Go see a doctor, get checked out. Just be safe. <laughs> we want you to last until the World Series at we least. We need you to watch. Uh, the yeah, lucky so charm. quick plug. As I mentioned, I have, a, I have an article on the best Blue Jays home runs of all time. That'll probably be out by, I don't know, this weekend yeah. sometime. Also, I saw, I saw you taking uh, votes on Twitter there. I did. I got lots of good suggestions. People Spe can... Speaking of which, what's the Twitter handle for those that don't know? Mentoch. M-E-N-T-O-C-H. Nice. Nice little song. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on and spending all this time talking Blue Jays with us. Sounds good, guys. It's not tough, is it? <laughs> nope. Nope. It would have been a lot more difficult to do this had Bautista not hit the home run. Well, we'll try to have you on again pre World Series when, we're, World Series. when we're setting it up. The World Series. Sounds good, guys. Thanks, right. buddy. Thanks, Ewan. Bye. See you guys later. <laughs> all right. So there goes Ewan, and we. Appreciate everyone listening in. If you have any questions or comments, you can find Old Man Kasky at, at Charlie Kasky, C-A-S-K-E-Y. Sorry, do you get offended when I call you Old Man no. Kasky? I was just thinking that maybe I should change my Twitter handle. <laughs> yes. Hashtag Old Man. Start a hashtag Old Man Kasky. Yes. Uh, Blue Jay Gal is right here. That's Katie Lawrence. Pretty easy to find her on Twitter. And myself, Greg Ballack, at Greg Ballack. Boring handle. B-A-L-L-O-C-H is my last name. It's the Orvan Seas podcast. And we did get a little bit of Canadians talk in there. So thank you for that, Charlie. Here. No, I had to. I mean, we have to live up to the title somewhat. <laughs> don't we? we are very focused on the Blue Jays right now, though, as you can imagine. And well, I mean, if you... Well, no Seas. Yeah. If, if you look at the Vancouver Canadians Twitter feed, which is at Van Canadians, they're pretty focused on the Blue Jays right now as well. Mm -hmm. so you can't Fair blame enough. us. Everybody is. Plus, you know, we've been waiting our whole lives for this, so... 
It's, it's oh, sort of important. Jesus Christ, shut up. <laughs> Some of us. Some of us have been waiting at home. Some of us will be watching their third World Series this year. I feel like we should like have known it already. We've seen the highlights so much. Like We own the discs of the games. Yeah, and... It feels like we, we know it. Sportsnet will no doubt be inundating us with classic World Series games. Over and the that's, next, that's uh, not a problem. I'm cool no? with that. Yeah. These yeah, upcoming games will be the future classic yeah. Blue Jays. <laughs> Think of it that way. Yeah. So have fun watching the games. Thank you again for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you when the Jays are setting up to go to the World Series. Cross your fingers, I guess, And after they beat the Royals. Game one is tomorrow, Friday night, at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. And look forward to watching it. So for Charlie and Katie. We'll and ta- Ewan. And, yeah, and Ewan. I guess we'll throw him in there as well. Posthumously. <laughs> <laughs> We will bring Charlie a dictionary for the next <laughs> podcast. So thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time.